little bit more than than it is currently when T comes over to my house and to record. I think it looks great. Well, when T Wait, got there's here, just a pair of nunchucks on the couch. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> what if that was my word sneak and I just got it? Or what if it's yours and you're setting yourself up for it and I beat you to <laughs> no, it? Dude, if I if if so for the for the uninitiated, we have a Thomas and I have a mutual friend in Tejas who sends us <clears throat> a word sneak every week to to play on each other each of us and if my word sneak from matthew was nunchucks and i went and found jack's nunchucks and set them out no but it was very jack it was like there was a playstation controller a fender stratocaster and a pair of nunchucks and the uh tennessee comprehensive driver's license manual just sitting out there you go with a sketchbook it's like all things that jack is right now yeah are all sitting out here but it's kind of fun i mean you want it's been 11 years since Matthew and I became friends. Wow. I can track that easily my, because worker. My word sneak is not nunchucks. Hmm. Um, have you ever, my wife, one of my, my, my favorite things that my wife thinks is funny that I just kind of like randomly did one day was a Shibuya roll call. You know what that is? Yeah. It's that, that guy's, uh, is it, is it that there's like an Instagram account and he does reels? Yeah. But he does the Christian ones. Yeah. Yeah. My name Maybe. is Peter. Yeah. I'm a disciple. So it's so funny. Yeah. I was I was going to get there mm-hmm. and you just took us there. That's cool. What are we gonna talk about now? Oops. No, that's fine. Carry, carry on. Tell us the story. Well, I just Sam Livesey, a friend of the show, yeah. sent me one this week and said, Dude, you gotta talk about this on the podcast. Because I think they're hilarious. They're so funny. It's like Yeah, the one about Peter chopping dude's ear off is great. <laughs> or like Paul used to be Saul. <laughs> it just, I don't know because, well, I, I said that because Sam sent me that and I was like, this is hilarious. Um, and, and, uh, he didn't know that like, it's pretty common in our house that I'm like, I should be a roll call Maddie just out of, in the middle of the day. I have no idea. I don't know anything. It could be bad and I don't, I'm just saying it. I don't think it's bad. Okay. Cause they do an office episode with one. Oh really? Yeah, it was past your time. Oh, it was after the flood. This is one of uh, mine and Lee's like great dissensions. I think it's our biggest beef. I don't know about that, but it's like definitely in beef town. It's like yeah, ground turkey. It's not full beef. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I d- d- look, but the office ended when Jim and Pam got married. Spoiler alert. But it didn't. Because it kept going, and there's a lot of great laughs. And I keep waiting for any of my friends who hold that position to give me their Mount Rushmore of episodes, and I'll watch them. I have Peacock. But that's like that's like me saying, well, yeah, Harry Potter ended after the Sorcerer's Stone. It's not the same thing. And then you saying, like... It's not the same thing. And then me saying to you, well, give me your Mount Rushmore of books, and I'll read them just in whatever order you send them to me. In. It's the exact same thing. It's not... Yoshi really thing. wants your latte. Yeah, she does. She's not going to get it. No. Yoshi, chill. Yo, bear. Here, down. Down. Get down. Quickies. Uh, no, don't say that. She'll... <laughs> Yoshi is trained to to use the facilities on command. Yeah. To do her business on command. She has certain words that, that trigger the different business in her mind. And Lee, got them, Lee learned that from a VHS tape back in 1999. <laughs> and it still works, which is really cool. I think it was, I think it was 2000. 
But <laughs> pretty close for it was 23 pretty, years ago. It was, a, it was a pretty good guess. Things yeah. that were going on in 1999. Uh, Fiesta Bowl champions. That's true. Um, First day of practice today. Rugrats was a great show. Oh, Rugrats was an awesome show. Uh, what else? Well, okay. The thing that I want to say about that is that that there is like there's no Reddit community that's like Harry Potter ended after Order of the Phoenix or or whatever you said. Uh, what did you say? Did you say F- Sorcerer's Stone? Sure. There's no there's no there's nobody out there that's like yeah we don't need to hear the end of the Harry Potter storyline. But there's plenty of people that were like it went downhill and. You know, the big emotional payoff happened at a certain point at Niagara Falls. And, you know, it's not the way everybody feels, but it's the way plenty of people But how feel. would you know that? You haven't watched the rest. That's what's so What happened is I, I, feel I like watched, you could, you could I watched have that for a opinion. while and I was just like, this is so stupid. It's like, have that opinion, but watch the whole show. It fell off a cliff. It almost It's almost like it fell off of Niagara Falls. Okay. It's like Niagara Falls was a metaphor. No. <laughs> That's okay. See, Yoshi chose my side. <laughs> Yoshi said, I "Yoshi's a you. big fan of The Office." Yes, she should be. Um, yeah, 2000, lots of stuff was going on, but um, yeah, but yeah, we did learn how to train our dog from a VHS made by a lady called Barbara Woodhouse, an English dog trainer lady, who was Aww. like she was like 170 years old when she I'm made the video. I'm into all. Uh, I just finished Ted Lasso, so I'm like very sentimental towards uh england right now yeah as you should be yeah yeah uh, how was the ending for you guys great oh it's sad i'm depressed because uh man that is a dude i actually think that that uh house finch has conjunctivitis i'm not see- I, it's an actual thing they get and you gotta take down your bird feeders what yeah because then they'll pass it on to other birds and kill them because <gasps> they get pink eye it's crazy Birds get pink eye? Yes. It is yuck town. I think that one does. That is so it. sad. Which oh, no, now that chickadee's, chickadee's going to get, get it. <laughs> you just poisoned a yard full of birds, man. <laughs> just conjunctivitis. I got to empty the, that. All up. Empty I really, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but it looked pretty janky. Um, Welcome to Ancient and New. Yeah, I, okay, so you asked the question. Yeah. And I just, there's a thing. I don't know. There's probably an actual uh, a term for it, but like, a depression that happens when you finish something that's you're really like anytime I read, you know, when I quit my reading of Harry Potter after the Sorcerer's Stone, cause it's when it's over. I, I'm just sad. Cause then I have, you didn't quit at Sorcerer's Stone. I don't, don't lie to the people. But like when I finished Ted Lasso, I was like, Oh, you know what Christy calls it? What? When she finishes a novel, she is sad for a few days and she says, I, I don't get to hang out with my book friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Cam Greg said that when we finished the, uh, how I met your mother in college, he was just yeah. like, Oh, these friends that I made. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get to hang out with Marshall and Lily anymore. Right. It's like, he, there's no, there's no fictional married couple I'd rather hang out with than Marshall and Lily, mm. you know? Well just, said. Just a, just a genuine time. Yeah. And I'm listening. I started a podcast that you sent me. Well, I started an episode that I really wanted to listen to. It's just like 60 songs that made the nineties. Although they're on like episode one. 10 or something like that <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna wind up being like 120 episodes yeah yeah so um but i'm listening to the mazzy star uh fade into you yeah i think it's i mean i've always thought that was a the first time i heard it was on how much mother and i thought oh, wow. this is sick great song it's just so cool um 
but in the nineties were good. Yeah. It, it's for me, it's pure nostalgia. So like everything that he says just brings back certain specific memories. And it's really funny because the guy that hosts the show, he and I are almost the exact same age. Mm. And so we experienced yeah, all of these things at the same, same age, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we, he's, he's one year and two days older than me. You know what the 90s provided? Tell you. Was a good run of like animal related films. Like films that starred pets. Like Air, Air Bud. Bud. <laughs> and uh, there was one called MVP, Most Valuable Primate. And it was like a, a chimp that played sports. Most Valuable Primate. Yeah, yeah. And then there was <laughs> Is that Homer, a real thing? Homeward Bound. Like think about all those things. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm like that hasn't that. happened since like just like a run of like That's not true this golden retriever that plays basketball or this monkey that can play hockey there was babe the the pig too dude come on okay can we talk about the scriptures now sure air bud hmm. yeah like sinbad had a run in the night <laughs> good effort dude i tried so hard to get there and you kept taking it away from me Do you have, i'm okay. the worst at this game <laughs> How else was I supposed to say Sinbad? Although. <laughs> when Matthew sent me that word, I was just like, man, he crushed it for like three years in the 90s. He was a king. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look at it, dude. That's got pink eye. I do. I do remember watching a Sinbad movie over at my friend Josh Smith's house. Was it the one where he was like the bodyguard for the president's kid? That's the one I remember. Yeah, the first kid that one the, although there is this, the arm, there the, is a the weird mall. thing where a lot of people have a collective memory of sinbad making a movie he never made yeah what's that um, called uh it's it's called the mandela effect the mandela effect but in any case i watched that movie over at josh smith's house and i loved going to josh smith's house and i hated going to josh smith's house because yeah, what made you watch sinbad no because he had all the toys he had all the things that all of us wanted and none of us had the money to have he this is no lie at the t- like the top of their stairs, there was his bedroom, and then there was another bedroom where he kept more toys. It was like Dudley Dursley. Oh man! Yes, he had everything. I don't think Matthew would give you Dudley Dursley. No, I mean, he didn't because that's not my word. But I'm just telling yeah, you. Have you already deployed the word? No. But okay. all I'm saying is that's when you said Sinbad, you made me think of Josh Smith, and I got heated. Look at the right side of that bird's head, Lee. Just ease up on that bird. No, I'm like I'm not. It looks this like a is, Velociraptor. So. I'm I'm telling you straight up. If you're listening to the show right this now, this is the longest we've ever gone. Without. Who cares, man? We make the show. It. You know why I'm jacked up right now? It's it's fall camp day one for the my my Tennessee Volunteers right now. Um, speaking of '90s, Mighty Joe Young's out there slinging that ball around that tater around the yard. Speaking of '90s, Mighty Joe Young. You never watched that movie? No. Mighty Joe Young. No. I never watched Thomas's face right now is amazing. He's pulling a straight up Tom Job on me. Oh well. Mighty Joe Young was a was a movie about I think it's like a gorilla who's Oh yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, no, I didn't watch that. I don't think anybody calls Joe Milton Mighty Joe Young, but anyways. Um Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be in the Bible. Do you want to go to the Bible? Yes, please. Okay. Let us do that. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us if you've done so, so far. Man, you're champs out there, listeners. Oh, gosh. Where are we going? Romans 15. Wow. Almost the end of the book of Romans. I'm going to try yeah. in my brain to guess what you're going to read before you read it. Tell me. I'll let you know if you're right. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, uh, it's that thing about the things written from beforehand were written for our encouragement. Is it that thing? No, sorry. Okay, that was that was verse four. Go. No, I'm being verse fourteen. Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, Book of Romans. Uh, I mean, it's a, I, it's just a, it's a great text. Is it goaded? Hard to say. It's not. Yeah. If you if you didn't know what was going on, and somebody handed you the Book of Romans, you would have a pretty clear understanding by chapter eight, the status of men and what Christ came to do for it. Right. That's, that's fair point. to say, right? That's a good point. Yeah. If someone said to you, "Hey, it's the it's the like theological skyscraper that on the like landscape of the New Testament." Yeah. If so, I mean, if somebody said to you, "I I don't have time for a conversation, but I'm going on a flight and I need to understand." I need to know what this whole thing's been about. I like this suspenseful movie you're setting up right now. Yeah, well, it's just like, hey, I'm in, I'm in, about to go through, about to go through what a security. I got to beat my flight real quick. I don't have 90 seconds for you to explain the gospel to me, but I have this two hour flight. Can you give me something to read to help me understand it? Yes. And you could say, here's the book of Romans. Read this. There you go. We've all made a mess out of it. Yeah. And yeah, so, anyways, but. With that in mind, towards the end, I think Paul says this one little thing that I just was, it wasn't even exactly what he said. It's the, the, the context and the, it is what he said, but I just, it helped me a little bit today. So thankful for that. Um, it's just a regular buffet going out there today, buddy. It sure is. Good work. People don't, who who listen to this don't realize that we're, we're actually in real time. Lee has set me up to feet. fail. Because yeah. <laughs> Lisa, I've, set, I've set him up to be distracted. Yeah. Which is easy for me. <laughs> Anyway, but if you put me by a gigantic window that's facing a bird feeder that is getting hammered today by different species. Can you imagine if you had a bird feeder big enough to like feed a California golden condor? Yeah. Was condor your word? What? No. Dang it. Okay, here we go. This is in verse 14. Don't guess in real time. Let's just do the show. All right. I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again, because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's the thing that... um, That's the thing I was going to read. And I I just was... uh, there's there's things that happen in Paul's letters where you you remember that he's writing to somebody specifically um or to a you know specifically to a group of people and you remember that it's a letter just like you and I would write a letter cuz they're so instructive and they're so informative and they're so they read like books and or they they read like a lot of times they read like uh, you know a thing full of instructions that we we need and which is great. And then you get these little moments of like specific name dropping or location dropping or whatever. And you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was writing to this little church or he was writing to this group of people or this dude or whoever, just, you know, to Timothy or to whatever. And you're just like, Oh yeah, this was a, this is a thing. Someone sat down and crafted, but I, I loved that towards the end of this, he, uh, he said a little, it was a, subtle encouragement but as somebody who does really well when they're encouraged it made my tail wag just the beginning of this i am convinced my brothers and sisters that you yourselves are full of goodness 
filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. Mm. So I just took a moment and I teleported myself back a couple thousand years and am thinking about like, here's this guy who everybody knows is like, I mean, he's it right now. I mean, not it, but like, he's the guy a lot of people are looking to and saying, how do we do this? What's the, what's the Lord telling you? What, what are we needing to understand? Your life has been so dramatically impacted by this because of who you were and who you are now. Like we're looking to you for instruction and the Holy spirit is speaking through you uh, to us for instruction on how to do this. You're the guy. And he just coming from that place and seeing with that in mind, like, but you know what? I'm convinced about you all. You're full of goodness. You're filled with knowledge and you're competent to instruct one another. You're, you know, he just wrote them the instruction manual, basically like this is, this is what this was. This is the, this is the status. This is the score of everybody in the world. And here's what Christ did about it. Y'all need to understand this. This is really important. And I'm convinced, I'm convinced that you, y'all are capable of sharing this. That's really cool. You're, you're wise, you're knowledgeable and you're like, okay, what do I do with that? Thomas? That's cool. But like, it's just not in our vernacular as much as it should be. When you're around people in your life who are, who are so affirming and sweet, like I think about your wife and like there's a, there's that really cool thing also in this book that says, uh, or is in Philippians? Um, Oh goodness. Do everything with arguing plans and blameless and pure Philippians two, uh, blameless and pure, uh, children of God without fault. And, uh, uh, work in a first generation. generation yeah. yeah. So just like, uh, you'll shine among them like stars, which is really cool. It's, it's Paul saying to the Philippians, like, Hey, don't argue or complain. You're going to stand out. You'll, you'll stand out like a sore thumb. If you do that, I, I too would say like people who in this day and age are people who are affirming and kind and tell people good things about them. To me, those are like freaking sunbeams. If, uh, if people who don't, argue and complain or stars in a night sky, which are so dramatic and so drastic and so clear, then like people who do this, who, who are not afraid to look someone in the face and say, uh, here's something I noticed about you. That's really cool. Who are not afraid of where that puts them in the scorebook with them. I think that's something that holds people back is like, if I affirm you, then all of a sudden you're higher than me somehow. Mm. And we just have to, that needs to go away because here's the guy who had it's every really right good. to be higher than everybody else. Right. Like, and Paul even yeah. says that at one point, here's all the reasons why I have every right to brag. And, and he's not wrong. I mean, like when we think about like yeah. the new Testament, he wrote most of it. He, he, he converted a lot of folks yeah. to Christianity. He, he showed a lot of people how to do this. And yeah. here he is not caring at all about his status of anything because he's telling a group of people who he's instructing, by the way, like mm. here's someone who is, who was given the task of saying, you need to write these folks and explain this to them because they don't know, or they just need to be explained clearly, right? Like here's somebody who's in charge. Here's someone who's over this. And he is taking a moment to say from his position of authority, here's something really cool about you that I, yeah. that I notice, And I think like, to me, it's really cool because you're you're talking about somebody who has that. But in our culture, like, if you look around you, I think it's just really easy for us to think like, if I pass on this encouragement or if I say something I think is really cool, it puts me behind because yeah. I'm giving something away that I may not get back in return, or I'm setting someone up to be.
be above me somehow. I don't know right. how, but yeah. th- I think our, our minds may naturally go there without even verbally realizing that in our heads. I think that we have a sense of, with something like encouragement or goodwill, we have a sense of scarcity. Like there is a, there's a, or like a finite amount. Mm-hmm. Like there's a finite amount of, of like food in the world or water yeah. in the world or whatever. And those things are true. There's a finite amount of money. There's a finite amount of cars, you know, mm-hmm. all yeah. those things, whatever. So it's like, if I give something to you, then there's less of it for me. And that's a sacrifice. Yeah. But there's not a finite amount of praise. There's not a finite amount of love. Right, right. Love is not diminished. The, the amount of love that exists is not diminished if I give some to you. Yeah. The thing you made me think of, you made me think of two things when you were talking about this, and I wanted to look one of them up just to make sure that I remembered it correctly, but um, one thing you made me think of was in in John chapter 16, when Jesus is having his last night with his guys before he goes to the cross, one of the things he tells them is, he says the father himself loves you. It's yeah. just like it was it was almost unnecessary, but it was just to like, hey, let me pump you up real quick. Yeah. Like God loves you. Mm-hmm. Like he the uh, like God loves you in the present tense. Yeah, yeah. He loves you right now. You're his kids. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a if I had been in the room, I would have been like, he does? Yeah. Oh man, that feels so good. And yeah. there's sometimes the right encouragement at the right moment deployed in the right way by the right person it's what you're saying is like it's the thing that just hypes you up so yeah. much it changes yeah. the whole game for you mm-hmm. um another thing you made me think of is where for some reason i think people feel like if i withhold my affection then and then just give it out at the right time then that then you know that's going to make people better mm. um that's i i heard I, I heard an interview one time with keith jackson where um and not with Keith Jackson, uh, uh, Keith, the, the guitarist for Rolling Stones, Keith Richards, Keith Richards, yeah, not Keith Jackson, uh, Keith Richards, where he was talking about um, how Mick Jagger never complimented anyone in the Stones, never, ever, ever said they did a good job or that they played well or that they, or that the riff was cool. And he said, so this one time he wrote a riff. And Mick like stopped what he was doing and turned around and looked at Keith Richards and was like, that's a good one. And he was like, and Keith Richards was like, I was in the stratosphere because he never complimented me. And I'm like, what a wasted relationship. Yeah. 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 Like what, what a jerk. Yeah. Like what? Come on, man. But there's this thing that Peter says in first Peter chapter two or in chapter one, he says, love one another fervently from the heart. And it's a word that means, like stretch it out as tight and as taut yeah. as it can be. Like go hard, like love, love people, be extra in the way yeah. that you encourage people and love people. It's like, and I'm not talking about flattery. I'm not talking about just like, you know, just coming up with something to say, but right. like when you notice something about somebody, well, when you do that, a lot of times it's because you're trying to, I don't know. I like if I'm trying to flatter somebody a lot of times yeah. it's because I'm insecure and I'm trying to make sure I'm on their good side. Anyways, uh, keep going, uh, which is, it becomes yeah. about me as opposed to yeah, what exactly. I'm actually feeling about them. Yeah. So when you notice something about somebody, something that you can pump them up about, like then make that rope taut, like yeah. s- stretch, pull, like make it extra, be extra with people. Mm-hmm. Like don't withhold your affection. Don't withhold your encouragement. Don't yeah. withhold your praise. Like, yeah, Go for it. Encourage them. It's like people need it. The, 
The difficult time that people are having doing their job, parenting their kids, walking through their life, going to their classes, mm-hmm. being on their teams, like water the plant, man. Yeah. Water, water, yeah. water the plant. Yeah. I just think it's such a, for whatever reason, Christians like to be the people amongst each other who give each other the like hard word. Like they like to be the like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, let me tell you something that you don't see about yourself. Let, let me, let me speak a difficult truth to you. And can I tell you that like, we all need that, but it's not as much as people think we need it. We all need to hear it from people who we love and respect, but it doesn't need to be every, every second of every day. We need this. It doesn't a need to be more. everybody. Yeah. No, no. And in, in, in fact, scripture talks about receiving those things as a yeah. kindness. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of, you know, like outside of a few places in the Proverbs where it's consistently telling us like, be somebody who's really good at correcting other people. <laughs> you know, like there's specific places in Proverbs where it's like, yeah. as a parent, do this, do this well, do it kindly. Or, well, I mean, any time, anytime it talks about correction, it's, t- he's talking to the person who's receiving the correction. Right. Exactly. It's, That's what I'm saying. So we, we don't need to read other people's mail. He's yeah. N- he's not telling yes. you to give this out all the time. Yes. And if, and like, I would say humbly as someone, like if you're looking for, for whatever reason, if you're looking to be someone who is, who who's looked, look up to, which is great. Uh, I would say, the place you start is right here. Mm. Be somebody who's encouraging That's and good. affirming. Don't be somebody who's constantly dishing out advice and correction. Yeah. Um, I want to take us to Luke chapter 12 real quick. Um, cool. Sorry. I, I, this is going to be, this is going to be two episodes in a row where we are just well asking people for a lot of their time. To be fair, the cold open was 12 minutes. To be fair, we don't do this for any money and you don't have to listen. <laughs> so, you're tired of it. just <laughs> lobbing things at the listener. I mean, I'm the one who brought up how oh long it is. Um, Luke chapter 12. Um, this is Jesus speaking in verse four. Ooh. I, I tell you, my friends, don't be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Um, which, okay, intense way to start. Um, and obviously... Not many of us are in positions where we have a government who has the uh, who is going to kill us for loving or following Christ. Yeah. Um, but probably most of us have people in our life who treat who like we've had somebody or we have somebody in our life who like treats us in a way or talks about us in a way or deals with us in a way that makes us afraid of their power to change our situation. Yep. If they talk about us and then other people, it changes our reputation. Yeah. I just and, got shivers. Yeah. And cause uh, I can think of, yeah, it's been a thing. Uh, of. of course. And so like we, most of us have people like that, that like, man, though it's not that I have people that are trying to kill me, but I do have people who have bad attitudes about me and have the ability to change the way other people see me. Mm. And that makes me feel like my reputation goes down. It makes me feel like I, I should be afraid of them. Jesus says, he goes on to say this, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Um, I have so many places my brain goes with this, but like um, there's a, 
there's an interesting thing. Like, if you compare different times where Jesus talks about the price of sparrows, by the time you get to Luke chapter twelve, you realize their market value is going down. Like, it, at one point, it was like, aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? And now in Luke chapter twelve, it's like five sparrows are sold for two pennies. What's well, a deal? Yeah, like you, we, we're it. throwing, we're just throwing one it's in Costco. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. It, it, you're yeah. You yeah. buy in bulk, you get an extra one. They're so yeah. worthless, yeah. but they're not worthless to God. Mm-hmm. He loves them. Like yeah. he loves sparrows, right? And he he cares about them. There, there's not there's a, there's a time where Jesus says there there isn't a, a bird that falls to the ground and dies without your father knowing about it. Yeah. Like, um, and what's interesting to me about this, there's a couple things. One is in my life, birds have become more important. We've already talked about them on this podcast, even though I apparently am giving pink eye to all the birds in my yard. But, um, but like the thing that's interesting is they were important to you and my relationship with you made them important to me. Whereas I didn't, I couldn't tell you two years ago, the difference between like like a, a you know a house finch and uh, and a house sparrow, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Apparently, I couldn't also tell you the difference between a, a monarch and a swallowtail butterfly. Oh. But um, which I've already been made fun of about today. Hold on. But, <laughs> but I said one word. What you want with that? But all that to say, like, now I know a bunch of birds. I don't know all of them, but I know a lot of them. And my love for them is actually spreading in my family. So that, like, Mm. Christy will be washing dishes or something like that at the sink, and she'll look out the front window, and she's like, look, it's a chickadee. And I'm like, look at that. You know, or like, look, it's a a white-breasted nuthatch, you know? And, yeah, and then, like... And the other day, Nora was doing some homework where Yoshi's sitting, and she looked out, and she was like, oh, it's a house finch. Mm. And I was like, you know a house finch. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a really, really sweet thing. It's like, we care about them. Yeah. But, okay, now I want to take you down on a little trip. Think about how much God likes birds. Yeah. Because... Like they're so cool and they're so interesting and there's so many cool differences between them and they have different songs and they have different colors and they have different body types and they have different abilities and all those things. And he invented all of them and he loves them. He loves their differences. He loves the cool abilities they have. He loves their colors and their songs and all those things. And like what Jesus says to them is you're worth so much more to him than those than those birds are and you're like wait a minute but he made them so cool and he watches every single one that flies or falls and you're like wow see so i think there's a thing there's a thing in me that's like man somebody's words could just take me out and take me down and i become less important and i become less um and i just have less of a place and stuff like that and Mm. and jesus is like no 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 you don't need to worry about what anybody can do to you. Yeah. Because if you knew how important you were to God, you wouldn't, you actually just wouldn't even care about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. Like when I talk about this scripture with high schoolers, I always point out that like, uh, like sparrows are, they're the least of these in the bird kingdom. Like I don't, I don't know if you've ever like thought about that, but like the sparrows that we have around here, house sparrows, 
people are trying to get out of here because they're uh, they're like unwanted guests of where we live. Song sparrows you probably never think about because they're just these little brown birds that just hop around everywhere. Right. Um, minus like a couple uh, like little ground feeders. Yeah, I mean you just like you just don't in the birding world like they're a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. They're yeah. they're just they're ones like when I go birding like. I, when I see one, I write it down because it's like, well, yeah, technically I saw this, but I'm not going to spend the rest. I'm not going to write down every one I see because I'll have 60 of them, which right. like people, if people listen to this or birders, they're like, that's not how you do this, man. Sorry. But that's just how I do it. So right. whatever. Um, you probably outrank them. It's fine. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't logged bird in months, honestly. <laughs> uh, I haven't gone birding in a while, but yeah, I just, I, I always think it's interesting that he chose that. We were, uh, we were on a walk yesterday and up. Uh, California Avenue in Oak Ridge. If you if you're from around here, you know that it's just like one of the, you know, state streets that go down to the Turnpike, and it's it's near where we live. And um, we were walking Jude, and we walked past this house, and we thought we heard a goat. We heard like a or a she, like a sheep, whatever. It was like a bat. And we literally, I we heard it like three times in a row. And we like I stopped and walked back, and I was like, because yeah. I was like, is that a goat? And I I couldn't see. And then I looked around this house. And it was a uh, blue and gold macaw, like a big parrot. Wow. In these people's backyard in a cage. And I guess it was making goat sound. Yeah, it sounded exactly like it, unless they were in the same cage together, which I didn't see the goat, but I saw the parrot. And I just thought, that is the most stunning creature I've ever seen. It's, yeah. It is like 36 inches tall, and it, it is gorgeous, and it can imitate goats, and it can speak, and it can do all these crazy cool things. And did you know Christy had a bird like that in China? No. Yeah, and their neighbor, it like it got out. Oh yeah, time, I, do, I did. And their neighbors story. claimed it was theirs. Yeah. And it could say "Hello, boss" in Mandarin. Yeah. And they were like, "Look, it's saying La Bani Hao," and and the bird was saying that La Bani Hao, and they were, and the guy that stole the bird was like, "They all say that," and closed the door. <laughs> it's literally Mr. Heckles from uh, it's so messed up from Friends. When he takes the capuchin monkey, uh, where's it going? Marcel, Marcel, yeah. The macaw, you saw a macaw, and it was yeah, the it most was, amazing creature. Yeah, it was just, it was just stunning. It's not something I expected to see on it. Right. Um, and I guess I'm just affirming everything you just said. It was also with the caveat of like, I think it's so cool that Jesus named, like, he talked about how important this bird, which is so in a unimportant to me as a birder yeah like he he specifically named one that was like it's the third string like it's the third string like placeholder yeah there you like, go so but like it also would make sense that he is team. sitting here teaching and there's dozens of them around him yeah whereas like you know whatever this whatever the equivalent of like a summer tanager to the to palestine yeah they probably wouldn't have been made sense for him to point at that but it was just i just think like i always point that out to high schoolers when i read that i'm like yeah. i just want you to know what we're talking about here we're talking about yeah. the most insignificant bird you can think of and jesus is saying god is crazy about them yeah and it just makes me go back to the you know it's like the thing that makes me worried about what people can do to me is all revolving around one my own insecurity and two my my belief that other people have power over over me in some way yeah over my personal importance yeah that what people think of me somehow matter like somehow diminishes who i am mm. and it's like no no no. like 
God has a running count of how many hairs are on my head, which yeah. is that's all that's diminishing. But like He knows, I don't care about myself that Your much. Your hair looks great, man. I, thanks, pal. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't care about myself that much, you know. Mm. And it's just like, dude, you are so important. You just don't understand how important you are. Yeah. Someone in this universe has a running count of how many hairs are in your head. Yeah. Why? Because he, he has more thoughts about you than there are grains of sand in the sea. Yeah. That's how, like what somebody thinks about you can't diminish your, what right. somebody says about you, what somebody does to you can't diminish your important, yeah. importance. Um, and, and that's good because when I would go to Josh Smith's house, I felt less important. Freaking Josh Smith, man. Dude, he had, he had, he had a Sega Genesis and he had a Nintendo 64. Wow. And he still had his NES from back in the day, hmm. which was good because every now and then you want a Super Mario 2. I wasn't a Donkey Kong guy, but I was a Super Mario Brothers 2. Really? And I did, um, I, I did help Luke Jacobs take his stretch Armstrong one time, but that's another story. You know some other Luke Jacobs stories, but... Um, I don't remember Luke Jacobs. Yeah, no, but he had it all. He Did had, he dress up as a video game character for a dance one time? No, that was okay. the Jack Davidson story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, no, but he had he had it all. He had the... Yeah, he had the stretch Armstrong, which we took. He had the... Yeah, all of it. He had the... Did, did you ever, did you guys ever have a pogo ball? No. That's where you put like a, it's like a Pilates ball with like a plastic Saturn's ring around it that okay. you can stand on. Yeah, I understand that. And then you just like, you, <laughs> your feet clench the Pilates ball and you bounce on it like a pogo stick. Ah, I never could pogo stick. No, was, that's I not. I was too afraid of it. <laughs> that's not a Thomas thing. It's like no, ice skating for you. No, no, no. He yeah, had no, the no, Rock no, and don't, don't, don't robots. He had the don't Donkey me, Kong. Yeah. He had all of it. Okay, it's great. Uh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, sure, I don't. I don't think I had a friend like that. I mean, that I was that, like that had everything. You no, know, I had a friend who had everything, but I wasn't upset about it. Who was your friend that? Well, Matthew Foxworth had. He had everything. Their basement was like. You it's had like a Toys R Us. It wasn't, it was like, we had, there was a ping pong table and one of those mini basketball goals that brought the ball back down to you, which those were like ancillary things. We rarely did anything with those, but he had a futon that had two TVs beside each other. One had a a PlayStation, one had Xbox. So we could play what we wanted to, depending on the thing that I had all of was all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like action figures. I never got into TMNT. But see... I was in third grade in 1988 when that show came out. I would have. I mean, I had all of it. I had like I had like Casey Jones' uh, van. The Fox. We just played every sport you could think of. Yeah. Whatever season you it was, I just wanted to be outside. That's all I wanted to do. We would. We would. I mean, literally, it was like if the Tour de France is on, we're riding bikes. If uh, if Wimbledon's on, we're playing tennis against each other. If if I, it's I wanted to play Sonic the Hedgehog. We played baseball during baseball season, basketball during basketball season, football during football season, and then we had swim at my parents' pool. All we did was play outside. We Let's play flashlight tag after. I, I just realized we need to do this. Let's shout out real quick to some other friends we have that always like to be outside who are about to move away from our community, and that's Austin Eli Fox. Oh, I don't know that they listen to the show, but shout out to Austin Eli Fox, who are just the greatest dudes ever. Yeah, have an awesome time in college. We love you guys. Wings up, tech yeah. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. 
This has been Ancient and New with a, with a rare Tennessee Tech shout out. Yeah. Good old TPI, Tennessee Polytechnic Institute. There it is. Take a walk on the wild side. It'll ease your mind. I hope that you'll find me there. Take a walk on the bright side. And try to be kind. I hope that you'll find me there. Breathe in the air and. to boast I hope that you'll find me there Oh, I hope that you'll find me there Breathe in the air and, and when you're beaten down And looking around for something to hold on to And what you want the most Is someone to hold you your heart beating Just take a walk on the wild side It'll ease your mind I hope that you'll find me there Oh, I hope that you'll find me there Breathe in the air